Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us as we'll be continuing our fascinating discussion with Mark Sias about how you can turn your skill sets into income, how you can begin right now where you're at, earning a residual income that you can then grow into your very own revenue-generating business. Amen? You can do this. And Mark is here giving us pointers from his great book, A Golden Pen. Now, if you missed any of part one, you need to go back and catch up as we don't have the time to rehash everything Mark's already shared. And something he already said could be that one thing that would resonate with you and start you down the path of financial independence. Amen? So go back and listen if you, if you didn't hear part one. All right, let's jump back into the interview now with Mark Sias. What is a keystone habit that you have in your book? Yes. Can you share a couple of examples? Yes. So keystone habits are... Um, so they're like, uh, it's a habit that the effects of it spill over into other parts of your life. Um, and uh, so a couple of them, exercise and reading, those are big keystone habits. Um, if you exercise, you'll find that just that 20 minutes, the productivity, your productivity is going to increase from that. Your focus is going to increase from that. Uh, your confidence is going to increase. So that simple keystone, and I'm not saying go go out and join the Olympics, you know, <laughs> but get some activity and it, it can be something you like doing. I like to swim. So um, for me, a keystone habit would be, and I do all kinds of stuff, but that would be getting up away from my desk for 10 minutes and doing some push-ups, and then come back and a little blood's flowing. Um, but that doing that discipline, one discipline begets another discipline. Um, in the simplest, simplest way to say that. Um, and another keystone habit would be reading. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's, I, I would say read the word of the Bible first. If you want some, some foundational success principles, it's littered with them. There's, um, I think every, everything else is just a spinoff of that. <laughs> you know, exactly. there's nothing new under the sun. Um, yeah, sure. My book is nothing new under the sun. My book just has, it's a condensed version of some of that stuff. Um, but uh, the, the process of reading, you know, engages your mind. It engages your imagination. You can't help but read something in your imagination, expound on an idea. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a, and just the, the idea that I'm going to get in the habit, if you're not going to read, I'm going to get in the habit of learning something new. I'm going to make it a point to learn something new. And um, another keystone habit is journaling. I talk about that in their writing. Uh, what's neat about that is that's kind of your own built-in accountability. If you don't have a coach uh, or somebody to kind of, you know, to mentor you, that journal can keep you on track. You can look back and go, wait a minute, I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of keeping you on, on point. Uh, those are some, some starting points too. You know, if you can 
do those things, the discipline you build up from that will allow you to, to take on more discipline and you'll find yourself doing things that you didn't think you could do. You know, I didn't think that I would be when I in 2019, when I was uh, in intensive care, I did not think that I would be here a few years later laughing. (laughs) Um, So, amen. Amen. You've heard my story. You know, I had no clue I'd be doing what I'm doing today either, you know, back in in 2009. But, uh, you know, but it's one step at a time. You know, I say over and over, if the Lord has shown me back in 2009 what I'm doing today, I had to run the other way. I said, there is no, you got the wrong guy. But, uh, you know, he just said, do this. I did it. Saw success. Wow. Okay. Now do this. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Wow, that worked. And he slowly brought me to this point. You know, like I said, if he'd have shown me all this, you know, back then, 10, 12 years ago, I'd be in the Bahamas somewhere hiding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like uh, like um, Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not exactly. going, not going in there, but not going. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that um, you can do things your own way. And you're probably going to have some regrets. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can do things God's way and you're not going to have any regrets. You're not. You're just not. It's going to you, you are talk about leverage. When you're leveraging God, you have the most, most possible amount of leverage. Oh, yeah. Amen. So let's get back on the notary business for a second. What are you know, because it sounds reading your book, it sounds fairly simple. But what are the usual startup costs for someone who might be interested in the notary businesses like a side yeah. hustle? Yeah, that's a great. Those are great questions. So, and I, um, I, I encourage anybody to take a take a deeper look at this. Um, but uh, so a notary commission, you know, a notary stamp, you're basically just a little prop there. Um, let me get that in there. There's one, and that one's branded. That's got my my info on it, but. Um, your uh, so your notary commission, you know, it's state to state. Each one's requirements are a little bit different, but they're still pretty simple. You know, you're looking at probably a hundred dollars to get your notary commission. Now, to start a business like I did, which initially was a mobile notary business, um, is uh, a vehicle, and I assume most people, assuming most people have a vehicle and a computer and a phone will negate those expenses. Uh, you would want to get your um, errors and omissions insurance and you would want to get um, a background check. And then you would want to get a printer and a scanner uh, and paper. I mean, that's those are things you're gonna use on a regular basis. Then you can see they don't really cost much and, and it costs that, that stamp costs, you know, it costs nothing to you replicate that over and over again. It, you fill it with ink. But, uh, it, so the business model is that you are in an extremely low overhead position. Uh, you're starting up for less than a thousand dollars. You create a Google listing for free. Um, and that's going to help people find you. Of course, you tell people that this is what you do. And there is a demand. If you live where people live, um, I, I should stress that because if you live where people don't live, um, you might not be that busy. But if you live where people live, people need notaries every single day. 
they need them um, to come to them in a lot of circumstances. And um, the marketing part of making that, of augmenting that and magnifying that, that's something we've drilled down over the last few years. Uh, but just to start, you go to your secretary of state and you apply and you get your stamp and they'll usually, you have to purchase bonding, which is usually, that's usually what the fee is. Um, and then you're in business technically. So oh, man. Now you talk about the computer and printer. Is this a mobile computer, you know, like a laptop and a printer that you got to take with you into somebody's house or is this just your office setup? That's my office setup. So no, not really, not necessarily, not unless you, uh, once you are developed, once you've established yourself, um, and you've developed a number of contracts or repeat customers, that may be something you want to explore. That's as simple as, first of all, if you're putting anything in your car, make it a, a cheapo, okay? Uh, be prepared for it to get stolen or get in an accident or something. Nah, okay. not today. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but you get a power inverter, you know, you get like a fourth, I think like 4,000 amp power inverter. So that way you can do that. Uh, I have done that before. Um, so I do have one of our vehicles is equipped with that, but that is completely not necessary. I mean, we went for years without any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's an, that's an, in a, that's an expanding. And I always tell people don't expand your business out of pocket. Don't do that. Right. Expand yeah. it with Amen. profits. There so. you go. Amen. Now you also help people with credit repair issues. I know that's a big thing nowadays. Does this involve your notary services or is this one of those additional income streams that we discussed a few minutes ago? Well, it's kind of both. So um, it, it kind of both goes in hand in hand. So with, with the credit repair, and credit repair is actually a really simple process. It's really simple to learn. Uh, the credentialing is really easy to get. Uh, as you would expand your business, you would want more. But just starting out, it's as simple as letting people know, putting it on your Google, your list of your services on Google, um, offering to, you know, you, you can, as a certified credit repair specialist, you can offer to consult people for free, meaning you can look, let's pull your credit report and let's see if we can even do anything for you at all. And if you can, then what you're doing, a lot of it is just documentation. Um, it's sending the right letters to the right people. Um, a lot of that stuff's boilerplate. Um, so it's just, you're kind of just changing the name, almost like the legal, but, but legal papers. It's kind of very simplistic. Um, but uh, with your, so with your clients, you're going to have them, a lot of times, if you're going to be managing their credit reports for them and these dispute letters, you may need a power of attorney piece of paper, which uh, is specific to their credit repair. So it helps to be able to stamp that power of attorney form right there um, for sure. But it's also the concept where this works really well, uh, like legal document preparation, credit repair, even taxes, um, where it works really well is that your notary commission and your mobile notary services getting in you in front of and getting you out there meeting so many people that are from all walks of life and have all kinds of different needs. And these are common things that are going to occur. So you have them like your younger audience is growing up and they're um, trying to buy a house. They don't want your retirement papers. You know, they don't need you. They're not going to hear. I need a last will and partner. They're not even, not even speaking their language. Um, but that their, that their credit may, they may have some stuff in there that you can help them wipe out. There's your audience. But if you're out doing notary work and it's, it's the elderly population, they want to leave their house to their kids. Mm -hmm. And there's your there's your service. So it's kind of like um, 
always have something to sell to somebody. People are buying every day, have something to sell to them. Amen. Uh, Amen. If you how can, hard is uh, it? How hard is it for someone to get involved in credit repair? Oh man, it's like sixty dollars. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so like the so the, the I think it's cca.org is the um, they are one of the most uh, prominent of, of credentialing and you technically don't need any credentialing to do it to offer this to somebody. Um, but why you might want to get the credentialing is because you may connect. And again, this is another connection you would make as being a notary. As being a notary, you're going to come across lenders because you're going to be working with the lender's papers. And that lender may refer people to you that need their, like, hey, I was going to write underwrite a loan for these people, but the credit's horrible. So we'll call my buddy, Mark, who does my notary work because he can probably help you with the credit issues. So, um, and I kind of, I think in the book, I touched a little bit on like, Solar is huge in Florida. It's probably huge everywhere now, but solar, I mean, I get phone calls all the time wanting to sell me solar, but uh, these solar guys are the same way. They, they're not just selling the solar, they're selling the financing. So if they get a client who's kind of on the fence with credit, that maybe there's an easy opportunity for you to network with them and say, listen, send them to me. I'll get their credit straight for you. Send them back to you. Um, and, you know, in insurance, Controlled business is a negative word, you know. Oh, yeah. we don't do that. You can't yeah. control business. But in the rest of the business world, controlled business is a great idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's keep them amongst us. You know, right? Amen. Um, Amen. So, but we've heard of all about these, you know, credit repair scams and yes. things like that. How do those differ from what you're doing to help people to do? And, and excellent question. Do? Excellent question. So there's a blur. It, it kind of gets blurred in people's minds. Um, the same way that uh, maybe like a, a luxury car, my Mercedes, BMW, they're expensive cars. And you just kind of group them into expensive car. One might actually be better than the other though. Um, so the same thing. So we often kind of mesh the word credit repair with debt resolution or, or debt. That's where the scam is. It. Um, okay. So these debt consolidation companies aren't going to do you any favors. They are making money off of you. Um, where my service, I'm right up front with you. I'm right up front. I'm telling you, can I help you or can't I help you? Let's look at your credit report. If it's clean or it's not disputable stuff, there's no mistakes. I'm just saying, listen, I can't help you. You know, um, But if there's something there that we can dispute, I can help you. I'm offering you a legitimate service. Yeah. Uh, where the scam is, is when somebody comes in and says, listen, I'm going to consolidate your debt. I mean, a real consolidation is an equity line of credit. That's a real consolidation, but I'm going to consolidate it, meaning I'm going to negotiate with your debtors for a fee and pay them off. And then in the end, you aren't paying them off any faster and you haven't improved your credit score with that arrangement. If you just dispute a faulty credit report, you're going to improve credit report. That's, that's a fact. But if you are trying to create some kind of payoff negotiation with a debtor, I don't see where that's going to benefit you. And I don't see where somebody offering that service to you is entirely honest with you, if they're not telling you all that. Amen. Amen. Another area that you're in, and this is especially interesting to me as a retired police officer, I'm well acquainted with how to roll fingerprints and, and what that entails. And, and that's an area that you seem really enthusiastic about as well in your book, A Golden Pen. What kind of demand is there for fingerprinting in our society today, it's, other than outside of law enforcement? Right. You know, nobody trusts anybody anymore. So we want to know who you are. <laughs> um, it's uh, 
there's uh you know and and how i came to that and i think i talked about that in the book too was you know as a nurse you got to have fingerprints and then i went and got an insurance license you got to be fingerprinted to get your notary in california you got to be fingerprinted uh, maybe some of the other states too not, not florida um but uh so going i had to go i've literally had to chase these people down to get my fingerprints and then pay them 150 dollars and you know you don't as a as a nurse you don't think you just think i gotta have it done i have to have my license up to you know and you just you just grit and you grin and bear it and that's your whole my whole nursing career is grin and bear it <laughs> um but then as a business like owner, <laughs> right right so but as a business owner you're like wait just a minute how are you in this this is how are you in business how are you making money what if I could do what you do with smile on my face? What if I could bring it to them? What if it was easier scheduling? I'm going to put you out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, um, so that is a, a concept I just adopted. Now, fingerprinting, you have the, the old wet fingerprints, and then you have, uh, now they're moving to live scan, which uh, Florida FDLE is one of the largest um, accreditors of live scan. And, they don't really have any requirements. I mean, they're actually the equipment that you get, it's flawless. It won't let you make a mistake. Um, so go get advice and do it. Now that's capital intensive. So I always tell people, start with just start with your client base, you know, start, let that service be known that you're doing this on, you're doing this on papers and by all means list, list that you're doing live scan, list it, list it on a Google listing. And if you find you're turning away a few hundred dollars for the people a week, go get the stuff, you know, <laughs> smart investment. Um, but if not, just keep that fingerprinting on the, on the, you know, on the list of services that you're really just getting the kits are really inexpensive. You know, you can get a kit for like a hundred dollars, uh, that comes with the cards. It comes with the retabs. Um, and then, learning how to roll the prints. Now I teach people, I mean, I've got all the, the PDF files, all the different resources to do that, but um, you can watch YouTube videos. You know, you can go to the FBI, you go right to the FBI and you can download their booklet and it goes through the whole thing on how to roll them. Um, practice on your friends. You know, that's the, you practice the practice technique makes on perfect. your friends. Yeah. You know what you can do if you want to know if you're good or not is, so the FBI allows you to do a self background check. So roll your friends or your wife's or, or whoever's and send them to the FBI. If the FBI rejects them, you got to practice some more. If the FBI gives you back a background check, hey, you know what you're doing, you know? So. <laughs> Might not want to read some of the stuff there, but. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I, I loved when our department adopted the live scan machine. Now, this thing is about the size of a regular copier. You know, a copy office copy machine, but it was a lot better than the the ink pad and cards. You know, if you messed up on the last finger on the card, you had to tear it up, start all over again. Yes. You know? But with a live scan, it tells you no, that that's not acceptable, and you yep. simply reset, it, roll again. And in your book, you mentioned that they make portable machines now. Yeah, now they've got them like like yay big, you know. No that, kidding. Uh, yep, and they will like uh, one of the companies I talk about certificates. They will actually give you a kit. And uh, so it's like a briefcase. I mean, it's practically bulletproof and it has a computer already pre-programmed with all the software. It has uh, their card reader. So you can just wipe their driver's license right through it, loads their information in and the little live scan device about yay big. And they set you up so that it can directly send that to FDLE, to the FBI. They set you up with all that stuff. They even kind of help with the marketing. I mean, they basically, if somebody's in your area, 
and they find out about it, they're looking for live scan and you are, you are hooked up with certificates, then you're going to get the business. Wow. So they become a partner, really. They become one of these uh, strategic partners, which again, is, this is creating leverage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, that, that's, that's awesome. Because like I said, I'm, I'm reading this in your book and I'm like, whew, that machine had to be expensive. I mean, it, it was a, literally the size of a copy machine, you know, and yeah. was, you know, four feet tall, three feet wide. And, and just this little, little bitty ink pan, the, the screen where you did their mm-hmm. fingers, everything else was, you know, but, uh, it, but it, so if you use that small machine, you got to use the client's internet connection or do you use your phone with a hotspot? Yeah, I, I would hotspot. Um, like, so I, I use basically a hotspot. I use my own Wi-Fi um, yeah. and send it right from there. Or to be honest with you, most of them that are doing that are just coming to me. But yeah, you still yeah. have a high markup for a product that doesn't exist. And to be perfectly honest with you, I do way more ink cards I, because people are coming from other states. So if they're here in Florida, they need live scan. But people are coming from these other states like Ohio, where they just like mail us back the ink cards. And again, <laughs> an ink card costs a, a dollar and then I'm yeah. charging you uh, $50 for 15 minutes of time. So yeah. you see where you create this, this high markup for a very easy service to offer. Yeah. And more and more places are going to this I mean, I remember uh, I worked for a school district. This is back in the late 90s. And you had to be fingerprinted to work for a mm-hmm. school district. I had to be finger. I worked for a security job uh, in between that and becoming a police officer. Had to be fingerprinted for, you know, and it was yes. all live scan. Uh, then with the department, you know, we started with the, the cards. And by my fourth or fifth year, they went to the live scan. Uh you know, I do some officiating for high school sports, had to be live scan there. If you know, you're going to be around kids, even yeah. at church, churches are, you know, yeah. one, some kind of, that's, 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 some kind that's of background. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Amen. Amen. Now, you also help folks prepare uh, legal documents. And yes. I always thought you had to hire a lawyer to do these things, but the information you provide in your book, you talk about the Scrivener exception. What What is that yeah. and how does that apply? Basically, it's that you can have a, a paralegal or, or somebody like thereof type this stuff up for you. Basically, if you know what you can self-represent and if you know what it is you want, you are just you need to navigate the process of putting that on the right papers. That's would be the Scrivener exception. Um, there are four states. There's actually more than that now that I'm learning more, but. The four states where that holds true are uh, Arizona, California, North Carolina, and Florida. Those are uh, those are complete pro se states. So you can hire a legal document preparer. They just have to disclose that they're not an attorney and they're not giving you legal advice. And they can charge you probably a third of what you'd be paying to go to an attorney for, mm-hmm. uh, for something that's essentially going to be on a boilerplate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have found that there are other states now that have this Scrivener exception, and they basically want you to go do like a 20 hour paralegal course or something. So they're basically, they're going to allow you to do it. They're just wanting to make sure that it's not a total fraud doing it. You know, it's somebody (laughs) who has, now, like I say, here in Florida and California, we have credentialing bodies that um, allow you to, to have a better understanding and to learn how to do that. And when we were looking into this business, I was looking at, I took a look at the, um, 
the people, the, the case laws against people who were, um, they were, you know, they were uh, unauthorized practice of law. And every single one of them was a huckster. It wasn't mm-hmm. at no point where they actually just trying to offer a legitimate service and over deliver. They were putting themselves on a deed that they had no, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was in yeah. every case, it yeah. was like, okay, this person yeah. was a, they were not the person that you would want to, to have that service. You, you want somebody with, who has a good reputation in the community, who's, who's been given good feedback. You know, you get, you go to, you, you buy something on Amazon, you check the reviews, you buy, yeah. you come to my business, you go to Google, you check my reviews. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that, that's kind of how we, we, we looked into that. And, and like I said, that has been such a huge, uh, um, a huge part of our business, um, Amen. being able to do this. And it's been like, it's been a ministry too, because yeah. we can now help people who otherwise would not do this or even worse, they don't even have any knowledge of how simplistic these things can be executed. It's really not as difficult or as expensive as they think. Amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. I pray you've been getting something from everything Mark Sias has been sharing with us these past two episodes. Mark has been giving us tips and ideas on how you can start a part-time residual income and grow it into a full-time business to create your own financial independence. Hey man, this is so important in the day and time in which we live. I mean, you can see the turmoil, the confusion, and problems coming down the road every single night on the evening news if you're working for a company that seems to be struggling, right? All right. God will take care of you. No doubt about it. He'll give you godly ideas that you need to take action on in order to take care of your family. And I believe he has brought Mark Sias here today to discuss just a few ideas to spark your thinking processes in this area. Glory to God. So be sure to go down into the show notes, get in touch with Mark, and be sure to order his book by clicking the links right there. Be sure to come back and listen to part three and the conclusion of this great interview in the very next episode. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. 
Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.